This is the God in Government podcast. I am your host, John Steinreich. Welcome to the Free Speech Zone. And uh, very excited to be here with everyone today. And on the line with me is my wingman, Mark Richardson. How's it going, Mark? Fantastic. Hello, everyone. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you're having a fantastic Friday. Yep. Let's hope everyone's enjoying their day. So, Mark, um, this episode is titled Tinseltown Has Lost Its Luster. And I really believe this was a God-ordained theme for us. I started talking about this idea with our guests um, before the whole, you know, now infamous slap her around the world, which took place at the, the Oscars recently. And so God orchestrated this discussion for us in a very timely manner. So before we get into it, what is your take? What, you know, what's your impression of what happened, Will Smith, Chris Rock, at the 94th annual Oscars? I, I'm sorry, John. Did something happen at the Oscars? I stopped watching it a while ago. So. Oh, you're a clever one. You're, you're one of those who's, who's eschewing the mainstream culture. Now, surely a man of your great intellect does, is aware of what happened. <laughs> That would require me to watch the news, and since we know that that's, uh, well, not exactly the most honest portrayal. I'm right, still right, right. Okay, well, if you were to theorize uh, about what happened between Will Smith and Chris Rock, what, what would your theory be? <laughs> I would say that, once again, the, the left, who mm -hmm. during, the, uh, during the George Floyd riots was constantly beating the drum of, uh, you know, words equal violence, mm. Um, decided to, well, they decided to take their own advice and words equaled violence. Wow. Yeah, that was, it was a quite, quite a, uh, a level of response to words that I don't think met the occasion. And I, I think it, it points to a whole lot of different sociological phenomena, which would take multiple episodes for us to deal with. But we're really going to zero in on, you know, Hollywood Tinseltown and, you know, its current condition. I think that, you know, th that behavior by Will Smith is somewhat emblematic of Hollywood's decrepit condition. Um, I, I was reading this article by Larry Elder uh, about the aftermath of that whole event. And let me read you a quote from this part. Um, Larry says, this Oscar night, hosts and presenters prided themselves on their customary racial and ethnic diversity, inclusion and equity, while demonstrating special sensitivity for gay people in the deaf community. Um, this sensitivity, however, only applies to liberal gay people, liberal members of the deaf community, and liberal racial and ethnic mi minorities. And then he comes up with this great question. How does it feel to be a young, religious, pro-life actor or behind-the-camera Hollywood worker, no matter their race, gender, or sexual orientation, who must remain in the ideological closet for fear that their views mean career suicide? Hollywood prides itself on embracing the underdog, the scorn, the downtrodden, but that empathy does not apply to political conservatives who must hide their views or risk career cancellation. Does that strike you as accurate, Mark? Uh, incredibly accurate. I mean, the, just the fact that that's mentioned by Larry Elder sort of dovetails into what the Daily Wire has decided to do. Okay. They, yeah, yeah. So they're, yeah, they're basically deciding to, uh, you know what, we're, we're tired of losing and we're tired of turning to people who are not eschewing that viewpoint that is now being presented by Hollywood and basically begging for money. They are now creating content and they're basically saying, don't give your money to them, mm. give your money to us. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, because the, uh, they, they found that uh, a number of Hollywood people have, have to 
you know, shut themselves up in order to work. And so it is good that Daily Wire is venturing into entertainment to allow entertainers who don't share that sort of woke agenda to actually practice their craft. So that, that's going to lead me into our discussion today because we actually are blessed to have a gentleman uh, who's a friend of both of ours. Um, and he's been walking the fine line of being a Christian and working in Hollywood. So um, without any delay, any further delay, let me just give an introduction and we'll have our guest on. So Chad Stoops has been a Christian for the past 24 years. He's been acting in film and on stage, writing and performing stand-up and improvisational comedy most of his life. His new production company, One Good Films, just produced a short film, The Precipice, which he wrote, directed, produced, and starred in. And it serves as a proof of concept for a feature that he's working on called Louder Than Words. And you can uh, check out Chad's website at louderthanwordsthemovie.com. Without any further ado, welcome Chad Stoops. How are you, brother? Oh, man. Just listening to you guys, it just it's it uh, created this itch. After a while, I was like, I cannot wait. I cannot <laughs> wait to just start, just start in because there's so much to discuss. I don't even think yes. the show's long enough. I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> I well, love thanks. you guys. This is this is so great. This is wow. so great. You're the only one, I think, right? God and God and God government. And government. I, I don't know of anybody else. Yeah, Mark, Mark, and I were we're real nowhere men, right? Yeah, that's like oil and vin- you guys are like oil and vinegar right now. I mean, I'm not both of you guys, but you're God and government. That's like the oil and vinegar of the society right now. God, hey, God Mark, how do you like that? We're, we've been compared to balsamic dressing. I know. I'm a vinaigrette. Yay. <laughs> so, Chad, real, real quick, you know, you, you've been a Christian for quite a long time. Were you converted while like living in Hollywood? No, I was like I was in. Um, I was in San Francisco. Okay, and, well, that's uh, my, that's not much. Yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah, not, not, yeah right. <laughs> I think that's actually more crazy and liberal than uh, Hollywood. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, and so it was back. I mean, I don't know. It was in '98, so I don't know. How, I mean, it, stuff's changed. I was like needles and poop everywhere. But that was yeah. before needles and poop. Um, and it was, you know, um, I remember. Uh, I remember after this happened. I remember after getting baptized. I remember the conflict I had uh, about a year in with being an actor and being a Christian. And it broke, it really broke me. I remember, I remember just having a very um, coming to life experience, like reality with like what it is. And, 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 and what's interesting about it all is that it's not, it's as a Christian, you, you are, you're constantly like, Oh, what do I, you know, what am I missing out on? What is right? What is wrong? What is mm. right for me? What are other people going to think of me? What am, who am I portraying? Who am I, you know, as a, as an actor, you know, I know, I know Kurt, uh, Kurt Cameron, you know, yes. I've watched him and I've seen what a challenge it's been for him. I think he, by all means, and people have said this, like you could have gone on to be Tom Cruise. You could have been on be anybody. I mean, you could have been anybody. Mm-hmm. And um, there's definitely a role for actors that are Christians. I mean, there's, there's, and I, no pun intended, but there's a, there's a place because we are looking for the people that are going to uh, stand up and be the the men and women that are leading by example mm, again, yeah. you know, um, that are the heroes. I think we all want a hero. Um, we don't want anybody perfect, but we want a hero. Good point. And, um, and so, yeah. And, you know, you guys were mentioning about Chris Rock and, and Will Smith. Mm-hmm. And uh, oddly enough, with my Bible group, we have this uh, group that we meet every once a, or twice a week called the, the Bob Group. It's a band of brothers. But we were talking, and I could not help but think what's interesting about even Hollywood today is even in the worst moments, 
God is mentioned. Will Smith mentioned mm. Denzel Washington discussing to him about how the devil attacks you at your yeah. you know, best moments. Even even watching Chris Rock, a lot of people champion him as the righteous way to have handled the situation. And it's just incredible how people, regardless of, of your religious standing, will always come back to God. Always come back to God. And, and in that situation, you got to look at Chris Rock and say, hey, that was a godly way. I'm mm. that situation. I don't know his religious stance on things, but I'm like, a lot of people I think are looking at that in awe because yeah. not only did he hold his composure, not only did he not fight back, he did not fight back with his words. He was humble mm. and he continued on with the show with a joke. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. as a comedian, I know how hard that is being on stage doing stand up and even just being heckled, let alone have someone come up there with their hand and slap you in i mean yeah the most degrading thing you could possibly imagine no so. no kidding wow I, yeah i mean great great stuff so mark you you're a voiceover artist as well um do, do how, how do you respond when you when you hear chad's story you know it's it's funny that you should mention that chad i guess and my my other side i was kind of looking at I like the way you did like you uh you brought it together from a from a godly standpoint and you're right it's like the way the way Chris handled that was spiritual. It's like he literally turned the other cheek. Yeah. But the deep, but, but <laughs> the deeper, yeah, <laughs> the deeper question to me is Hollywood's perspective of, like, for example, the Twitterverse kind of dogpiled on Chris Rock, you know, with, with the right. idea of, you know, it's like, well, you know, Will Smith was right to do that to to defend his wife, and it's like, and to basically your love conquers all. But then, but then you have to. But then, if you expand out that story a bit, then you look at, okay, if that's the case, then why was Will Smith laughing at the joke initially, mm -hmm. and right. he, and he only decided to respond even though the camera was away? I think we could pretty much all guess that he got the stink eye from Jada Pinkett Smith mm -hmm. and decided to take action, which doves into a deeper issue about some of the specials that have happened before this Oscar event in which in their open relationship kind of came out to the forefront and you begin to look at, well, what exactly is your relationship with your quote unquote wife, Will? It's like, you know, sometimes they, the perspective of the marriage and the action that was taken there don't really jive. Mm, right. And, and a lot, and that's a great thing, Mark, that you just brought up uh, looking at this, this is a really, well, for one, and a lot of people, I mean, I, you know, people taking this way too, I mean, Chris, what Chris Rock did, first of all, that joke was not, I mean, that, that wasn't the funniest joke of all time. It was so mild. That joke was so mild. Even yeah. if she, even if he knew about her alopecia, it's such a mild joke that if she can't laugh at herself, I mean, come, come on. She's the one doing the show about it. She's talking about her own alopecia on a show. I mean, he, it, 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 at the very least, she, it, for her to laugh at that joke would have actually been kudos to her because mm -hmm. It's like, you know, she's the one on her show saying, I've accepted it. I'm beautiful the way I am. Well, okay, do you then? Do you really accept it? But I think the deeper thing going on here is, like you said, Mark, is is what's going on with this relationship. Because I think, what, you know, you're looking at a deeper issue here. And I think in Hollywood, and I think as, you know, as Christians, I think if you're married, the great thing about it is you're always going back to God. Well, yeah. if you don't have God, and you're in this world where you get your, you get your nourishment from what everybody feels and thinks about you. Mm. On top of that, 
you're in a situation where you're isolated from the common man, which, which is odd to say, but you're isolated from people who, who are going to really care about you. You may have some people, but like, look at, you got people there that are now, now you look at Will Smith and you look at Jada and everybody's talking about Will Smith and, 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 and Chris, but what about Jada? <laughs> look at Jada. And you're like going, here's a lady that didn't, didn't like sit there and, and, and go to her man and say, Hey, look, settle down, settle down. No, right. like didn't come, like sit there and la- there's another shot of her laughing at him slapping Chris. I'm like, uh, yeah. Okay. So, so there's more going on here. And I think, when you're married, you know, a lot of people forget that you are one. I mean, you, you and your partner mm-hmm. are one and they're playing this game like it, that doesn't exist. And God did not design it that way. Yeah. So, so we're talking about, you know, a deeper issue here. Too, yeah. There's, I there's think. a, there's a whole lot of layers to it. And, and I think we'll be able to uncover it with, you know, when we dive in here. So as you know, Chad, on the God and government podcast, we like to sort of filter everything through scripture. So um, let's get into our specific topics. And uh, topic number one here is, what happened to Hollywood? And let me read you a verse. Uh, it's Matthew five sixteen in the ESV version. And Jesus says here, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who's in heaven. Okay. This is part of the Sermon on the Mount. And, and Jesus gives this admonition. He says, hey, you're going to follow me. Be the light of the world. Whatever we do as Christians, we need to bring light or positivity into the world. Now, if you translate to a larger scale, you know, if individuals are supposed to bring light, if that's a godly way of doing things, and human institutions and industries should really have it as their goal to bring goodness into the world. And I would say, and I think you'd agree with me, that in generations past, Hollywood, even though it, it's always had seediness, right, it, it was a place of aspiration. It was a place of encouragement. It would reinforce traditional values up until, you know, relatively recently. But there's been something that's happened in Hollywood over time that sort of wholesomeness from its output has been eliminated. And now I don't it's so hard for me to find anything to watch because there's so much corruption. So you're a professional in Hollywood, right? Mm -hmm. Can you tell our listeners, can you think back, think on history? What do you think happened to the entertainment industry to change it from a, a business that was lifting spirits to one which celebrates decadence? Well, I mean, you look back, you know, what's interesting is I, if you look, you know, at the beginning of all of the uh, of film and you look at, you look at Charlie Chaplin, you look at yeah. Dr. Keaton, um, these guys, you know, these guys committed in a way that, you know, you saw, you very rarely see, I mean, you see like a Jackie Chan and, you know, he's kind of committed in that way to his films. And he's committed. He's committed because he sees it's it's it is his life's work. He's doing this as entertainment. Mm-hmm. And and then you know you, you see these people that like in the very beginning, that's what they were doing. They were they were it was going from vaudeville, a stage performance where you can't fake that. That is, and I've done a lot of stage and in sta- on stage, uh, in like kind of like stand up comedy, you can be an amazing stand up comic and mm-hmm. fail and fail. Like I mean where people aren't laughing at you and you, you know, people like Jerry Seinfeld talks about every time he does new stuff, he is bombed as a, as the person he is like where Mm -hmm. people aren't laughing because he's testing out new material. So it's, it's, you are really tested through fire and you can't get away with just being famous. You can't get away with being known. You are always being tested by the quality of your work. Okay. And I think what's happened now is we've moved into an era where one, we've got social media, 
So everything that you didn't understand about film, everything you didn't know about people, everything you didn't know about the government, everything you didn't know about what, what was being included in this now is opened up. So now the question is, how far back was it? How far back do we go to find out before social media, when was the government involved? When were social justice things? And it's, it's interesting because in the beginning, it really was about entertainment. Right. And yeah. as you go along, you know, if you ever watched Charlie Chaplin, the movie, there, there was a, a point, I think it was J. Edgar Hoover. No, it was, uh, who was it that kicked Charlie Chaplin out of the, the United States? Anyway, there was a guy that, I think it was, I it was J. Edgar Hoover. It was it somebody that kicked, Hoover. Yeah. Hoover kicked him out because he thought that Charlie Chaplin was advocating for Hitler in one of his films. I think, um, one of his films, The Great Dictator. dictator. <laughs> yeah, The Great Dictator. And, and Charlie Chaplin was just saying, you know, as a Jewish person, hey, let's make light of the situation. Well, even back then, people are now, you know, discussing, hey, this guy's doing this for this reason. But I think early on what has happened is they, they realize that media like this is powerful. People believe it. People believe it, you know, all the way back from War of the Worlds, you know, mm. uh, you see that radio show, people are on the radio show and they're going, well, wait a minute, aliens are attacking? Aliens are attacking? Holy crap, you know? And mm -hmm. they're like, no, 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 no alien. People thought that was real. And they, I think early on, people are saying like, well, we can create true stories with, you know, based on, mm -hmm. and we'll add our own spin. We'll add this, we'll add this. And little by little, I think the government has been inching his its way into, into the propaganda of it all, paying its actors and it's people and now you've got position where these the you know it's no longer about necessarily entertainment in fact in fact now in fact now the sheet is off mm. and they know the sheet's off they know that they know that the cloth is off and the the, the the we can see that we can see the great oz yeah and and so now it's not about hiding it at all now it's about gathering together the people that are going to continue to believe Whatever propaganda that they want to push, whether it be transgenderism, whether it be, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, uh, you know, the, the white people are horrible people, whether, you know, I mean, you can go down the list of all the stuff that we're dealing with today that are now being shoved in our faces. And it's not about the entertainment. And they know it's not about the entertainment. Well, let me ask you this. As, so what, what, what I think you're, you're saying is that from, at the sort of the, the origins of Hollywood, the, the beginnings yeah. of the 20th century, it truly was entertainment. But at some point um they they discovered how influential this medium could be film and so forth could be and then it became a tool of propaganda and, and you're suggesting that the the government has gotten in bed with the film industry and little by little that has perverted it away from entertainment and into propaganda is that accurate well i can tell yeah and i can tell you this right now i can't the auditions and i am grateful that they have all colors, all all creeds that are auditioning. That's not. Mm -hmm. I still think though it should be the best person for the job. Now, if it's going to be about something where it takes place in, you know, where it's you know all black community or wh where they're trying to find, or if it's something that takes place where, uh, you know, all white people or all Chinese people, that, those are yeah. there are movies like that, right? Fine, great. I can tell you right now as an actor, and and th th you can look it down. And says, hey, we don't want white people. We don't want, uh, oh yeah, we don't, we don't want white people. We don't want, we don't want people that aren't, you know, if you're tr transgender, we want you if you're, mm. you know, so, you know, and a lot of stuff now, you know, with this vaccine thing, they've concluded that and everything else. So in order to be able to even, you know, I, I missed out on a 
gosh, uh, one day, you know, it's probably three or four thousand dollars to just they were going to fly me to Texas. I got the role. I got the part. It was a very simple. I think it was a branding something branding commercial thing. Mm -hmm. I was about ready to go. They said, were you vaccinated? I said, no, I've been I've had it. I've had it. And actually, I just I just got tested. You can see it. And they're like, uh, sorry, you can't. Wow. Now, is there a reason for that? No. Other than the other than why? Because they get paid to. I don't know. There's absolutely no reason. It has nothing to do with anything. Mm. In regards, I mean, I'm some, some of you listening is going, of course, you know, <laughs> vaccines, they're the, they're the staple of society. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I don't know, Robert, Mark, have you, I mean, I don't know if you're experiencing the, the well, you're doing voiceover, so you'd probably be hard to press, be pressed to, to, to have somebody like asking for a vaccine, right? Well, it's it's not happened as much in the in the VO community, but you know, employment community, because as you you know as well as I do, as uh, as artists, until right. you reach that point where you can, you know, self insure, self pay for your pay for your lifestyle through your work, you have to find supplemental income, and right. that's been incredibly difficult as well. I've had I've lost a couple of jobs out here because the policy changed from, you know, wearing a mask to well, you must be vaccinated. And and it's even it's even an awkward question to the idea about well let's see now so you're asking me a personal question about my health mm. to determine my employment status last time I checked isn't that against the law but you know silly me I'm just yeah. you know I'm just kind of tossing ideas out there but Chad I did this like kind of bringing it back to what you were discussing I did have a couple of questions or at least a point of following up on your statement um for, well first off. Do you feel do you feel that Hollywood is now committed to the lowest common denominator now? You mean like in regards to getting uh, in the point across? Well, in terms of that, in terms of their content, because I was thinking about right. it, and I went once upon a time, as as John was describing, Hollywood Hollywood was it was it was a it was a thinking it was a thinking part of entertainment as well. You know, right. like all the all the classic film noir movies and and just even like the the detective dramas. And yeah, they may have been considered uh, simplistic nowadays, but they still asked questions that allowed you, that challenged you to think, that challenged right. you to, you know, it's like move outside of the popcorn entertainment. And right. what, I'm, what I'm describing now is I, I just see, just looking at some of the, um, the entertainment that's being generated from Hollywood now, there's not much thought involved in it. It's, it's somewhat... <laughs> no. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's like, okay, let's put something out there we're not going to be creative. We're going to redo or rehash uh, something that was from the 80s or 90s, and we'll we'll present it and we'll put a spin on it by putting people of color and transgender <laughs> and gay individuals in there, and people will watch it. <laughs> Just watch it. I mean, and don't you know? It's so funny, Margaret. It's so it's so crazy, and you know, like we have all been very fortunate, very fortunate to have for a short time been a part of a community and a church where nobody talked about race. Nobody, yeah. I mean, like I, you wouldn't, I, you'd have to ask me twice to say like, what color is Mark? Uh, he's black. Like, you know, it's like, I, oh yeah. I mean, did you don't think about that first? You're like, okay. Like I know Mark, Mark's a great guy. I like Mark. We get along well. I like that. He's like, he's outgoing. We've done things together. Uh, like, you know, as far as acting and performing, I admire that he's a, a great voiceover artist, but what's so crazy is, you know, now we've got this, now you're asking like they're going the lowest kind of common denominator. Well, I feel like right now, and this actually, for those of you out there listening, and I think even for us included here, there's, an, there's a, a really a rare 
slice right now of opportunity because what's happened is the king, the king has now um, oversaturated itself. It's now it's now gotten drunk on its own uh, on its own wine, so mm. to speak. You got it. You got this huge, mega, multi, multi, multi billionaire group of people. This Hollywood crazy place where it once was the, 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 the darling of everybody's dreams. You know, everybody wanted to go there. And Jim Carrey said it really well just in this past, you know, if you saw the interview with Jim Carrey in regards to Will Smith, he said, he, he said in there, he's like, you know, we're not the cool kids anymore. Mm. He said, we are not the cool kids anymore. After that with Will Smith, it, we're just, we are not. It shows exactly where we are. And you know what? I could have said they weren't the cool kids years ago. <laughs> I don't watch the, the Academy. Mark, you said like the Academy Awards. Like what are the Academy Awards? The Academy Awards, you used to go and watch them and it would break your heart to watch somebody go up there that you knew worked really hard for something and then being up there shaking in front of all their peers in tears about something that meant something to them because of all their hard work. It, it really, and everybody had seen the movies. Like I mm. haven't even seen these movies. I don't know what they're talking about anymore. And they're not even talking about that. People are getting up and they're getting up there in their own self-importance and it's it, it's so unflattering. It's so un. It's so disgusting. But when in answer to your question, is it preaching the lowest denominator? I think Mark, it, you know what? There's there's a branch right now. You've got people like it is. It is pre, pre, It is. It is taking people like that, and 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 it makes you wonder who's running it because nobody's buying tickets. Nobody wants to go to a theater to watch this. Nobody is watching cuties on Netflix. Nobody wants mm. to see a horrible movie. People want to be inspired. People want. You know, that's why we love Rocky and you watch Rocky yeah. all the time. Why? Because it's everybody is Rocky. Everybody's Rocky. Every single person. You don't have to be a fighter to know that, God, I have had this situation in my, everybody has a situation in their life where they're alone. They have nothing. They want to do better. And every time they try, things are shoved in their face and they see a person like Rocky where they go through the same things. He loses, but in the end, he really wins. And, and you like that, you know, he lost that first fight and everybody's just like, he, he cared about his wife and it's just like every part of that, every part of that teaches the best, the best of humanity, right? Every part of that teaches you the best of humanity, how a drug, you know, a person who's the worst could become something. That's some, we're, yeah. But now you've got you. So you don't see movies like that anymore. One, but also you've got this other branch of people. Of course you got Christopher Nolan. You got like Mel Gibson's out there that are still, they're on there. They're the fringe. I mean, I don't think Christopher Nolan is, but you got Mel Gibson at least. who's kind of the fringe. You know, who's been kind of outcasted and stuff, and they're doing their own, their own thing. But there is no more. I don't. I you name a movie that we that, that is that is the Rocky of today. You know, well, name a movie I, where yeah, you, you know, what, you can feel as that. you're talking about that, yeah, I love Rocky. One of my favorite films, well, if not my favorite. But have you seen Hillbilly Elegy? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Well, Hill. Let me tell you. See that because that flew under the radar, and I was blown away when I watched it because I'm looking at this film about these these are the deplorables right <laughs> these oh, okay. are these are people in kentucky and southern ohio you know they're just down and out you know what what a lot of uh, people would condescendingly call white trash and it's but it was just a real human story about the struggle of living in sort of lower middle class america and having a dysfunctional family and overcoming that and there's no you know, there's a political message yeah. without being political. And it's funny, it was <laughs> directed by, I think, Ron Howard and produced by Brian Grazer. You know, not the most conservative type of guys. Right. So you're right. People are hungry for that kind of story. 
yeah, there's just none out there. It's just it's just about bashing everybody else. It used to be this freedom to be able to tell st- good stories, you know, really good stories. And and everybody wants that. The reason why we go to see good stories is because we understand we it's to help us to understand our lives. When I was a kid, I didn't understand my life. I didn't understand who I was, but I understood my life better through stories. Some people do. Some people it's just entertainment, but I really I went to to get some sort of wisdom about my own existence. Um, how do you handle things? You know, how do how do some people deal with them? How what's maybe the wrong way to deal with stuff? You know what is what is a better way to deal with stuff? You know when we watch movies and we're inspired by the way somebody else overcomes a difficult situation, especially true stories. You go, my God, I would have never. And it sends chills up your spine. Mm. Why? Because you know that there's hope. Because every day when we were out there and we see people doing the wrong thing and another guy gets his vengeance, okay, yeah, that kind of feels good. But what feels better? That's why when you see Chris Rock up there, yeah, oh, yeah, punch him back. Yes, 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 he deserved that. Or or you do what Chris did. He turns the other cheek, you look at that, and you go, wait a second. Yeah. And lights turn on for everyone. I don't care who you are. Now you got people that are actually looking at standing ovations sold out and there was no message about God, but you know what? It's in the hearts of every man. You're right. That's how you know that God exists. You sit there and you watch that and you're like, you know, no, people need to be reminded. They don't need to be shoved in their face, but they need to be reminded. Mm-hmm. And, and, and those kind of things, stories remind us of God. And, 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 and that's what we really, really, really want. We yeah. don't want to be, we, we don't want to, we don't want to be swindled. But we want to be inspired. We want Jesus was an inspiration. And in and, and those stories, and, you know, God said, you know, you will do greater things than us. And God uses people, I believe, in everyday lives. But that that thing right there, we, we don't go and see the Academy Awards to to watch people praise themselves. We go there to see the humility of man being praised by other men mm-hmm. and seeing how they respond. That's exactly what we do. We watch and we want to see how these people respond to compliments. Yeah. It's the Academy Awards. Everybody loves them when you sit there and you see a great speech. Nobody wants to see someone go up there and go, yeah, I deserve this. Uh, I'm better than all of you. Um, nobody yeah. here is really worth my time, but I got up here anyway. So, uh, yeah, yeah but, you're welcome. Unfortunately, uh, that's what it's it's decayed into. Let, let me <laughs> let me move on. Uh, Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Next. No, that's okay. You got a lot to say. So um, our, our, the second topic here, uh, I'm calling Stranger in a Strange Land. Because as a Christian, I think you are. And Romans 12, 2 tells us, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That that by testing, you may discern what the will of God is. What is the will of God? What is good, his good and acceptable? What is good, acceptable and perfect? Anyway, so we're supposed to be conformed uh, to God's image, to the Bible, and not to the world's standards. So, yeah. like you were saying, everybody in Hollywood is going to give lip service. Oh, they claim to be spiritual. They claim to be, you thank God for this, that, and the other thing. And yet the output <laughs> is, <laughs> is less than Christian, shall we say. And, you know, the slap heard around the world really, I think, would be a less than Christian behavior. Um, right. And especially in our modern times now with the sexual identity, sexual uh, gender identity and all that stuff. It's on the forefront. It's apparently, it's uh, Disney is like gung-ho in sort of uh forcing that agenda onto children which i think is crazy so here you are you're a christian a believer of many years you're in a real pickle you want to you know you know this admonition i gotta conform to the bible the god standards 
if I don't, but if I don't conform to the world standards, the consequence can be my livelihood, my career, right. my craft could go down the drain. So can you describe what it's like actually on a day-to-day basis to be a Christian in Hollywood? How do you maintain your integrity when there's so much pressure to conform to a wokeness that does not represent your values? Um, first of all, thank you so much for that scripture. Um, what's interesting is, is I really see the Bible as a puzzle. And mm. in this world, uh, the, 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 and especially right now being an actor, it, is, it can be heartbreaking and heart-wrenching. Um, your views of what you want... Because people, people who really, I think people who do anything in their lives generally do things in their lives because they want to be able to contribute. They want to be able to give back in some way. Um, you learn what it is that you can do and, and, and then you try to give the best you can. And of course, this is one of those roads that doesn't have a road to begin with. I mean, you know, Mark will tell you, there's no road. It's, it's, it's you, 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 you know, it's not like becoming a doctor you do the studying and then you go out. No, it's like you to be, it's like if the, do, the way to be a doctor would be like, okay, you go to school, you learn everything. Now you're a great doctor, but then you have to audition to become a doctor. <laughs> like every time, <laughs> every time, like, it's just like, what? And you have a headshot. It just makes sense. But, um, but there's a scripture that I, I like to think about. And it's basically without vision, the people perish. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, you were looking throughout history and, and that is, I think, where God all of a sudden stepped in is when we pray for things like vision, we know we have something, but when we pray for vision, I think I, I truly believe this is that as much as what we can see right now is all that's in front of us. And a lot of us can't see past our own feet. Mm-hmm. And with God, we can actually see the world in a larger sense. We see things right now as this one dimensional thing, like this is the only way I can go. If I do this, it's, it's bad because why that's all we've seen. We've seen some good Christian movies. We've seen a lot of people fail Mm -hmm. and that's all that's out there. I do believe that in this situation, it's, it's hard. It's hard. If you're a Christian and you're actually living in this world as an actor, you have a couple of choices. You, you either, well, you either, well, well, okay. Let me reframe that. It's different now. If depending on who you are and what you look like, that's one. Mm. Uh, but two, if you're willing to give in and promote, like there was a commercial I turned, uh, several commercials I've turned down. One of the commercials was, uh, you know, for several thousand, I could have gotten, I could have gotten five, 6,000 just for being there doing this commercial. Where it was a dad, a mom and a transgendered nine-year-old mm. and it was for a car commercial. And I'm like, how, how, what does this have to do about cars? Okay. You, 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 what are we, what are we doing? What are we talking about? Wow. And I just was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Like, so you turn down a lot of stuff that, you know, it's just like, yeah, it hurts, but you know, it's not like you're like, you have to stand up for something. You have to, you have to know what it is that you are promoting. You have to believe that your God that created this entire world is bigger than this. Mm. But we've been made to believe that Hollywood is so large performing is so big and people's opinions are so important that there's nothing beyond that. You know, that's all that matters. And, and, and so what's really important to understand is that, you know, it's hard to get past is that there are ideas out there that are unmined. I've always felt that, that, that God, you know, I think that's why uh, Mel Gibson did so well with the passion. Yeah. That was one of the highest grossing movies of all 
time and still remains one of the highest grossing, even amongst the Marvel movies. <laughs> Why? It's because people love that movie. You would not, that was the only movie you go to and not have popcorn. So yeah, it's just like, you know, people watch it multiple. So yeah, there's, it hurts. It's, it's hard, but I think that, um, but what, what we need to pray about right now is God, give me vision where, where there's vision the people, people don't perish, you know? So I need to open up and where is it that I can, insert myself that's why i have a, this production company because i want to be able to insert myself in an area that is a war zone right now it's a war zone wow. in in the wrong way you know what i mean mm-hmm. so yeah and, and mark i wanted i wanted to say one thing to you and like to both you guys actually which is interesting you brought up a real quick question john not john you made a good statement about all the things transgenders all this stuff this fight and I think what people are doing now is instead of looking back, because they look at things like the great things of history that we overcome, right? We overcame slavery. Yeah. Well, back in, back in the day, people were like, oh, black people, did, oh, you know? And yeah, okay. Yeah, that was humanity. Now they're looking at every single thing that's different is okay. Well, I don't want to be that person that denied this in the beginning. That's how I'm looking at this. Now. I'm not sure if that's the way it is, but it feels like they're not even considering whether it's right or wrong. They're just going, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, this guy's this little this adult man wants to sleep with a little boy. Oh no, yeah, you guys are turning down on this. Oh, I'm telling you, in years years in years from now, you guys are gonna think that you're gonna feel bad for 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 saying bad things about this guy. Mm. I'm gonna be I want to be the person that was right on the right side of history. That's wow. all people care about right now is is that you know. So they're not thinking anyway. Wow, they're not thinking, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry, I was busy watching the three five five. Yes. But Chad, you make, you make a fantastic point. And you're right. It's, it's like, uh, for example, I know I'm, I'm a big fan of the Daily Wire and where they're and the direction that they're heading in terms of there's become a voice that's starting to become louder and louder from the idea of, well, we've gone in and we're trying to change Hollywood. And you have to sit back and understand to people, well, you know, folks, that Hollywood has been has been as has been injected with leftist doctrine since World War One, mm. and that's not going away anytime soon. Why is that? Well, because the left has the schools, the left has television, the left has books, poetry, movies, radio, plays, on and on and on. So all they're doing in schools now are basically nothing more than doctor uh, like doctrination factories. Yeah. So yeah. So the voice now is becoming more and more, well, we can't go in and change Hollywood. What we have to do, and that's, that's why I honor you, Chad, with, you know, with, with your production company, is we have to go out and make, a, and make ourselves almost another Hollywood. We have to present content that is entertaining the people without beating them over the head with a message, unfortunately, like so many Christian movies do. Mm-hmm. Now they're saying they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not bad. But when you go in, you're almost getting the opposite, the inverse of what you're seeing from Hollywood. So mm-hmm. we have, I think we have to, we have to make good content. We yeah. have to make good content that supports our values, and people will see that, and people will come and watch it. Oh, absolutely, Mark. Yeah. Absolutely, you. I mean, you're you're a good guy, and John, you are too. It's like you know, watching, you know, surrounding yourself with people that are hardworking and creative. We have to create the world we want to live in, and then have people decide you know you sit there and you watch you know one thing and then people try to put down another thing but ultimately 
you know, and when Trump was in office, you could have sat there and turned off every TV station. It doesn't matter. The guy's getting, you know, 30, mm-hmm. 40, 50, 60,000 people standing in line to see this guy's speech because it's in their it's, It has nothing more to do than the truth. And I think that that speaks louder than in anything that you could actually ever say on a news station. You can't lie to people and have it work for very long. Unless you're CNN. Unless you're CNN, right. <laughs> well, CNN is imploding now. CNN Plus may, may be laying people off after its, its launch. <laughs> it was oh, a disastrous yeah. launch. Launch. Oh, was it really? Yeah, was it I really? was reading an article about that. Yep. Well, yeah, it, well, it, well it, what it, I was going to go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. I was just going to just add in real quick, and you're right, Chad. That that's why that's why Democrats now it's pretty hilarious. Um, I, I believe there was a White House spokesperson that basically blamed the current economic situation on Trump, and you kind of sit back and you go, "Well, wait a minute." When Trump was in office, I had money in my pocket. Gas was two something a gallon, and you know, uh, employment was pretty much booming. So mm-hmm. how are you saying he's been out of office a year, and you and you have you through your own economic policies and decisions have brought us into the to the edge of the cliff, and you're blaming yeah. the guy who, who who left a year ago, year plus. Yeah. Like, and no. that's that's the hardest thing with us is you know I really appreciate what you guys have put together here because you know I was telling John this I am so grateful for this places like this allow people sanity you know because we are being pushed into a mental psychosis you know we're watching yeah. our friends and our families become different people and they're even you know ignoring their own values for the sake of just their sanity and I've seen it with other people They've watched them give in to things because they don't want to fight anymore. Mm-hmm. When really what it is, it's about, it's about creating. And I think we, we, we are, that's our job is we have to create the world we want to be in. God gave us that job. He told us to name all the animals. He didn't say, I'm going to name them. You name them. You name these animals. Right. And I think that's, he wants us, he wants us to be like him. Build great things. Yeah. Here, I'll show you how to do, how do we build great things? God, love other people. What else? You know, take captive every thought, make it obedient to Christ. What else? You know, we do not use weapons of the world. The weapons we, we, we you know, we use are, are you know, are, uh, can just demolish strongholds. He, like, brilliant. brilliant. All that. So, you know what it is? I, I think where we're at uh, a, a precipice is that we need to have an alternative culture, an alternative culture with alternative entertainment, alternative content to actually to fill this void because what Hollywood has produced is degrading in so many respects and people are hungering for something else. And, you know, people like you, what you're doing as independent filmmakers and so forth. And here we are on social media in in the podcasting world is we are attempting to offer something outside of the mainstream, which people are little, I think little by little waking up to and saying, yeah, I don't like this diet that they're feeding me anymore. I need something else. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Let, let me go on to our, our last topic here. And this is a question kind of projecting into the future, whom Hollywood is going to serve. And, you know, again, going back to Jesus, this is Matthew six twenty four. He said, no one can serve two masters for he will hate. He will either hate the one and love the other or he'll, he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Now, it's an open secret that in Hollywood, the culture embraces a radical left agenda. And if it's ra- on the radical left, they embrace it. They 
endorse it, they promote it. It's an industry, really, at this point, it does not, I, I don't think it chooses to honor God. It doesn't choose godly values, but it serves any number of other things, <laughs> money, mammon, other, you know, radical causes. Um, I don't think this is necessarily a winning formula. I think maybe before the 21st century, there really was only one option. It was Hollywood and the way it produced things. And that was your entertainment. But now all of a sudden things are, are different. And what we're seeing, I, I did a little research. I saw a Variety magazine article from 2021, and they were doing a comparison of box office tallies. Now, of course, 2021, we're coming on, on the back end of COVID and everything. But listen to this figure. Box office tallies in 2021 were down 81.3% from 2019, the year before the COVID pandemic. So, right. of course, yes, some of that has got to be contributed to COVID restrictions. But 81%, it seems to me that that's sort of a pointer to indicate that Hollywood is losing its mojo with audiences. And then you look at the, the Oscars and the viewership, the last two years have been the lowest in recorded history, right? This is a show that's been going on for nearly a century, right? And when we yeah. were all coming up, the 70s and 80s, and whatnot, yeah, it was a big night. You got to see all your favorite stars when they, you know, on the red carpet. And like you were saying, Chad, looking at the humility of artists just trembling with excitement, the, you know, the famous Sally Field, you like me, you really like that thing. You know, yeah. you, you feel for that. <laughs> and yeah, and there, yeah. was, there was very limited degrees of politics in it back then. But something, it's just, it's just not the same. So what do you think, Chad? What does the future hold for Hollywood? Whom are they going to serve moving forward? Well, I think what's, what's happening is, is actually, and it, it, what, is, what we're seeing right now because of social, social media, we're seeing this, is that there are people out there that they are serving now that they know that, and this is why they're, you know, you talked about indoctrinating people, you know, kids in the schools. So they're trying to indoctrinate people. So that these movies make sense to them, <laughs> which mm. is so bizarre. And you've got people like it that are seven, eight years old asking themselves, am I a boy? Am I a girl? Was this a question? I, I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking of whether I fit in, like, come on, like as a person, <laughs> Like, am I cool or not? Like, what the heck? You know, I didn't have to think about whether I was a guy. Like, there's so many other things to think about when you're a kid. Yeah. You don't, have to, you don't thinking about whether you're a guy or a girl or a nobody. So, you know, this is what they're trying to put. This is their world. And the world, because there's no God, the less God you have in there, it's like without light, you know, other things grow. You have mold. You have other things that feed off of itself. And it's, wow. right now it's, it's eating itself and we're watching it eat itself and they, they will kill each other. Um, it's happening. Will, what Will Smith did. Okay. If you, you look at Will, this is, this is the beginning of something horrible. I mean, if you look at Will Smith go up and it's just revealing hit Chris rock. What happened? Will Smith went up there, hit Chris rock, like within seconds after laughing. Right. Mm-hmm. Then sat down without remorse and yelled at him and hum tried to humiliate him and more in front of other people. What else happened? Jada Smith sat there and didn't, didn't blink an eye and still hasn't commented on it, except for it's all a time for healing right now. And what did then Will Smith, Will Smith went up and got his Oscar. There was a standing ovation for a guy who just smacked another man in front of everybody in front of the world. Yeah. Violence. What, what is going on? It's not just Will. 
it, it, you know, sitting there watching this going on, you're like, okay, this is this year. What's it going to be next yeah. year? Yeah, that's my question. Where, so, yeah, that was a – sorry to interrupt, but that really was a, a low moment. Where, where do you think it goes? I mean, is this a turning point in a good direction or bad? What do you think? No, I think this is, a, this is the direction where people are going to have to start making choices. And like Jim Carrey, he, is no lo- he has said, I'm no longer going to be doing films. Yeah, yeah. Jim Carrey right. said this. Now it's Sorry, in- headline, yeah. I think that you're going to see a division. It's going to divide. It's going to divide, and you're going to, and I'm talking about divide. They're going to divide because they're not, there's no way that a group of people like that will all get along. They will have to obey the master in order to stay in that club. Mm. And the master will continue to change the rules on them to whatever they decide are the rules because they, they're, they're not getting along right now. They're slapping each other in the face in front of everybody. <laughs> they don't care about each other. Yeah. The world is watching this and they're seeing this and they're wanting something else. So there's going to be a division and the division is going to be, and I think it's already happening. You know, you've got people like Mel Gibson already on the outside. You've got other people that are on the outside and they're creating things already. And I think those people are now, and we're talking about film, we're talking about entertainment are going to build another world. That's going to, because everybody thinks of this as the end and maybe it is, maybe God will come back, but God in the Bible, you know, everybody says they know the ending. They don't know the ending. And the Bible says very clearly, it's going to be like any other day. Yeah, You know, we're not going to sit there and go, oh, well, here it is. But then he also says, you'll be able to kind of see it a little bit. Like the leaves are changing, you'll see it. But the point is that right now, right now, there is no way that you can survive in this hate. You can't. It doesn't live like that. Nobody thrives in hate. Nobody in history. But what is what, what Satan wants us to believe is that that's all they'll ever be. And so when you see these things happen, it's like, well, there's no hope. Well, no. Throughout history, it's always been like this. Throughout history, we always see no hope before there's hope. Right now, it's like up to you, me, mm. Mark, other people that can create to bring our heads together and bring the people that, they're, you know, touch those people's hearts again. Do the things that we know how to do. Do the thing that God gave us to create. So, yeah, I believe right now it's going to get worse. Yeah, It's going to get worse before it gets better. Wow. But well, I think that the... It's go, the better is going to come around the corner. Wow. Let me, let me, I want to post something to Mark to come in on. And so, um, Mark, I'm just thinking as I'm listening to Chad here. And so the Will Smith incident, this is very ugly in front of the whole world. But when you think about the last couple of years, I, I'm coming, coming to mind with two other, you know, Hollywood names that have really, you know, shocked the world. One of them is the Alec Baldwin situation, oh, whereas this poor woman, <laughs> ends up is dead because of this accident and the way he responded it was really to push off responsibility and then the other one is jesse smollett which unfortunately he's become a butt of jokes but it's a very tragic thing what what he's done he's an up-and-coming talented actor on a big tv show and he goes out and does this you know just lies in front of the country and lies you know through the court proceedings and everything just will not take responsibility for what he's done. So you've got these three incidents over the last couple of years where, you know, they're really heinous and none of these Hollywood people are taking responsibility. What, what do you think that bespeaks of this industry and where it's going, Mark? The left is eating its own. I mean, that, that's, that's really what it's turning into. It's what, as I, and Chad brought this point up as well. It's like, what's your, what's your, the left, once upon a time, or Democrats walked in lockstep in terms of agreeing with all these different social issues. Yeah. But now you see as the more extremist version has started 
corrupting and poisoning the left. You know, like for example, uh, J. John F. Kennedy we used to be the poster boy of Democrats. Mm-hmm. Now, now he would he wouldn't even be able to run run in his own you know under his own party. He'd be no. considered a conservative. But but you're right. It's like it's becoming it's becoming to the point now because you know Chris Rock isn't a conservative. No. <laughs> and 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 and, um, and Will Smith felt it was his duty, his moral duty to basically to defend his wife by slapping the taste out of this guy's mouth. And at, at a point in time, the social the social fabric, because there's no God and there's no God weaving through that anymore. Is beginning to unravel. Yeah, and you're starting you're starting to see it live, you know, live and in person. I, I just had to put a quick point in here just before we uh, end the uh, end, end the podcast. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the Gay BCs <laughs> <laughs> Book Award Children and Young Adult Short Shortlist, a joyous, timely alphabet book of LGBTQ oh plus vocabulary celebrating the beauty of embracing one's true self. Oh, in this inclusive book of ABCs, four friends play and explore during a playdate extravaganza as they sashay out of closets and discover a wardrobe fit for a king or queen. They realize that many problems can be solved with a little makeup, imagination, and of course, your best friends. And this is a children's yes. book? It's it's Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble. Wow. <laughs> you know, oh my well, I yeah. was watching <laughs> I was watching the Today Show yesterday and I Al Roker was on there interviewing a guy who produced a like the first big time uh, children's book celebrating trans children. This was on the Today Show, NBC, daytime viewership. I mean, can can you imagine this? You know, back in in the golden age of Hollywood. I mean, this this is outrageous. Yeah, it's <laughs> well, one it's one thing, and I don't think actually back then. You know, people are like going, there were so many gay people. They're trying to produce gay people now. They're trying mm-hmm. to make people gay people so there's more of it. And more. They're just not there. It's just, it's a, it's a part of the population. But I mean, people nowadays are like, they don't, you know, when you're sitting there pushing on people, there are people that are all kinds. But I, I, I really, yeah. it's, it's not that they're all gay. <laughs> not everybody's gay, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's so funny. Somebody, somebody mentioned LGBTQ and they were saying, but now they say it, let's go Brandon TV. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my. I that's correct. <laughs> that's good. That's going to get us, uh, you know, banned, shadow banned from social media just by you saying that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Oh, good, 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 good luck on them doxing me and trying to find me up here. <laughs> yeah. Good luck there. You're, you're hide, hiding out there in de- deliverance territory. Um, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> well, Chad, oh, this, this, this is a conversation that could go on for hours because we could dissect this forever. But we're, we're well, going to have to. You brought up. You brought up Go Alec ahead. Baldwin, which I, you brought up Alec Baldwin, which I was just like, that's a whole. I mean, we should have talked about him. Yeah. And yeah. The thing I can't. Even, I mean, I, like that would have been amazing. It's, yeah, it's another well, example. It's another well, example. I think, you know, in the future, we'll have to circle back <laughs> as one of our. Uh, political pundits is want to say and and have a uh, further discussion about this because it is a, a long and i think it's a very important topic because as the culture goes so co- goes our political system and we really do need to you know the culture needs some healing it needs it through through jesus so uh, anyway yeah. as we close out can you uh, just tell our listeners where they can find you uh what your social media stuff is what your websites and so forth yeah, absolutely. You can actually, uh, if you'd like to check out the film uh, Louder Than Words, we just created the film The Precipice, which is a proof of concept. You can go to www.louderthanwordsthemovie.com. Um, my, my email information is on there. You can also, 
I mean, right now we're building up our platform. So I am on, um, I am a little bit on Instagram. What's the other one that's like the business one that everybody does? Uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn. LinkedIn. One Good Film Films is my company. So if anybody would like to, you know, you maybe you're, uh, you're, you're into film yourself, you're a producer, you're an investor, whatever, come talk to the table. We've got a lot of ideas. You know, we're building our group of people. Uh, one Good Film Films is dedicated to creating great content. Um, just one good film at a time is really what it came up with. So great. please feel free to reach out. To and do you, do you have any sort of crowdfunding uh, where people can donate if they want? Yeah, definitely. There's uh, we, we all, if you go to my, if you go to our, uh, if you actually go to uh, my Facebook page, which is, uh, it's just Chad Stoop, C-H-A-D-D, two D's, S-T-O-O-P as in Paul S. Uh, you know, I am, we are on GoFundMe as well, which is the louder than words uh, crowdfunding that we're doing right now because it's, uh, we are building um, right now this, uh, this platform and this proof of concept is going to help us make the feature film. So if you do want to, if you would like to contribute, anything helps. Um, we are moving uh, toward this and you would be considered one of the executive producers on this film um, as well as if you'd like, you know, we are, we would love more contributors writing, uh, acting, all kinds of stuff. So please feel free to reach out um, to me either through this, you know, maybe through John or you, again, you can reach me. Actually, you can reach me at one good film films at gmail.com. That's one good film films at gmail.com. O N E G O O D F I L M F I L M S at gmail. Fantastic. All right. Well, we're we're very happy to uh, to try to support you. I'm looking at your GoFundMe right now. I see your looks like about a third of the way there towards your goal. And God willing, you well, will hit it. Thank you. We actually, you know, what's so funny is we actually a lot of people contributed. We, we we did really really well. We still need some more, but they 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 were like, I don't want GoFundMe to take any of your stuff. Yeah. Give it to you. So, <laughs> so we still left it up because it's like, of course, we can always use a little more. Sure. Because we're you know so yeah so yeah yeah but oh, thank you know, thank you very much. That is a good point. Like, uh, it's like help, heaven forbid, GoFundMe. What they're doing? What pull the plug? How dare right. they? I know exactly. I'll lose all of it. I hope not. Yeah, I actually read the treatment a few years ago. You shared it with me, and and I don't think there's anything in there that's offensive. It's rather funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna share because you guys are on. I'm gonna actually share with you guys the uh, our proof of concept. Uh, we actually finished just last night. It's got to go to coloring and sound, but. Anybody who contributes to you guys will be getting a first look at the precipice. Um, I would love for you guys to see it. So, but yeah, I'll definitely share it with you guys because you guys Fantastic. are Fantastic. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Well, well, that's all for now, folks. Please find the God and Government podcast on the anchor.fm platform. So it's anchor.fm backslash God and Government. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com backslash God and Government podcast. Gentlemen, have a great one. Bye bye. Bye bye. Take care. <laughs>